Welcome to the Haunted Worcester podcast, an ongoing chronicle of spooky stories, interesting people, eerie encounters, and haunted places in and around Worcester County. Hello, this is Jess Curtin, host of Haunted Worcester, and you are listening to our third episode. Now, we were so excited to launch this podcast that we just started right out having guests and they were phenomenal. So if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, please definitely go back and and give them a listen. But we realized after our second guest that we really didn't do an intro episode. So on magic number three, that's what we decided we were going to do. We are going to go back and give you some of our history. Where did we come from and what is it that we are hoping to accomplish with the Haunted Worcester podcast? Now, first, a little bit about the we that I keep referring to here on the podcast and on our social media accounts. Haunted Worcester is made up of myself and my husband, John Curtin. We're Worcester residents who are completely and totally smitten with this city, and we definitely enjoy heading out and about doing things in the woo. And yes, I said it. I said woo. I don't know why everybody gets so up in arms about it. I think it's an adorable nickname for the city. Anyway, the idea for Haunted Worcester was one that had been kicking around for us for a while, but it didn't actually start to take form until we went on a ghost tour in a city not too far away. I don't actually want to say the name of the city because while the city is wonderful, the tour was actually pretty terrible. Um, Our tour guide said right up front that he was not the regular tour guide. He was a substitute, but then he proceeded to tell us he was super sensitive to ghosts and wouldn't be taking us into any cemeteries. So he would point out places, oh, this is haunted, that's haunted, but we really didn't get a whole lot of elaboration beyond that. The last stop of the tour, we were standing by a historical building and he said, you know, if you're really lucky, this haunted building will let you know that the ghost is there because the lights will flicker on and oh my god look at that the lights flickered on you're so lucky this is one of the most haunted buildings and my cousin's husband who is a little over six feet tall looked in the window and happened to see the timer and he he nudged us and said it's a timer the lights on a timer so there was a whole lot of eye rolling and a whole lot of laughing and i don't think that was exactly the 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 intent of the tour, but we we had a good time. And on the way home, somebody in our party who had gone with us said, you know, you guys should think about doing this and bringing this to Worcester. And we said, bringing what? They said, bringing like haunted tours, ghost tours. Worcester needs something like that. Well, that we thought that would be really neat. But, you know, we started collecting books and going on other ghost tours and haunted tours. And we ended up going on one in York County, Maine, that was led by Roxy Zwicker, who is an author and also Maine's mystery maven. And her tour was stellar. Not only did we get a history of the area, history of some of the residents and the people who were buried in the graveyard, We actually learned a bit about how the graveyard was put together, what certain stones meant, what the symbolism meant. It was just, it was, again, it was spectacular. If you haven't done one of her tours, definitely look her up. 
Um, but we drove home thinking, oh, you know what? Absolutely. Worcester really did need something like that. And since nobody else was doing it, we decided that we would start telling our haunted stories and collecting stories about other weird, wild, and haunted happenings in and around Worcester County. And things sort of stuck, you know, took off from there. Now, neither one of us are strangers to ghosts, as we know are related to or are people who see, hear, feel, and sometimes when I concentrate or I'm doing a tarot reading for clients, can actually smell ghosts. Sounds crazy, right? Try living this life. It, it runs on our side of the family. So it probably doesn't come as a surprise that we live in a house that sees its fair share of supernatural action. I'm not talking a constant stream of knocking, door slamming, or anything like that. It's mostly, well, I'm going to read you the very first story we posted to the Haunted Worcester Facebook page and our website, and you'll get an idea of the haunted happenings that typically go on at our place. The title of this story is, We Only Have One Cat. Hey girl, I fed Finn, but you never said what to feed the other one. The other one what? I have to admit, I wasn't completely paying attention. We were on vacation and I was chasing after my niece and nephew as they headed toward the boardwalk arcade. The other cat. When did you guys get another cat? Oh, that. Uh, I said. It, it's only Finn. We only have the one cat, I said. There was silence on the other end of the phone. Let me guess, I continued. You saw a long, skinny, black and white cat go zipping through the kitchen after Finn left the room. Finn was our rather round, non-zippy black and white cat. Girl, Finn hadn't just left the room. He was downstairs sleeping. Yeah, I know. It's, I began. Girl, don't even say it. Uh, the latest ghost cat, I finished lamely. She groaned. You know I don't believe in that shit. What could I say? Such is life on the side of a busy street. The black and white ghostly visitor was just the latest in a long line of animal spirits that had passed through our house. A medium who had once come to a gathering at our house remarked that we seemed to be a bit of a way station for wildlife who passed away on or near our part of the street. We'd had a series of birds, a large orange tabby cat, a small terrier, and a skunk that lurked around our fireplace for a day or two. None of them stayed very long, a couple days or so. This newest feline visitor, however, had been with us for almost six months. So? I shook my head and repositioned the phone. Sorry, I got lost in thought for a second. What did you say? So what do I do? Oh, nothing. Just feed Finn. I don't think our other friend eats much. I laughed. I could still hear her muttering as she hung up the phone. Now, since posting that very first story, our black and white ghost cat seems to have moved on. Neither John or I have seen him anywhere around the house. 
but he has been replaced by a small dog that whose nails we can hear going up and down the corridor every so often, a couple of birds, and as of last night, a smallish, gingery type cat that seems to be hiding under the dining room table. Now, we also do have our share of human visitors. I mean, of the non-living variety. Um, though those come with a whole lot of emotion and definitely some chaos. We're going to talk about those types of visitors in our house on another episode. So we see Haunted Worcester as a place to collect all sorts of stories, ours, but also stories and experiences that other people in and around Worcester County have. Let's face it. We all love a good spooky story, and we all know someone, or are someone, who has haunted tales to tell. Now, our friend Michelle Sarkeesian, a Worcester artist and educator whose haunting we shared on our website recently, said she was at Nick's restaurant on Millbury Street, and she started telling ghost stories to the person next to her one night. And within minutes... There were like 10 or so people sitting around sharing their own supernatural encounters. How cool would it be to be have all of those stories in one place, like to be able to just tap into a collection like that? It'd be like one-stop ghost story shopping, so to speak. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm still obsessed with those scary stories to tell in the dark collections. You know the ones. They have the terrifying drawings on the cover, and they're full of like jump stories, legends, supernatural creatures. There's always one about the hitchhiker, like in every collection. Sometimes it's a girl. And and the pictures are terrifying and they're super scary, but we love them. Well, we want to create the Worcester version of those. We love it when people reach out to us with stories to share. So Anthony is somebody who contacted us after seeing our segment on the Dale LePage show, and I had the opportunity to spend some time with him on the phone one weekend. Now, having the ability to both see and speak to the dead for as long as he can remember, he was an incredible resource as well as fascinating to talk to, and thanks to him, we have all sorts of haunted spaces and places to check out and write up. He shared a number of personal stories, including my favorite one about a handmade Ouija board one of his relatives actually used until she had to throw it out the window. But the one that I'm about to share with you now is really, really scary. Here's what he told me. It was somewhere during 2006 or 2007 and some friends and I were heading up to the old Worcester State Hospital. At that point, there had been some fires in the buildings, but there were some, including the building with the clock tower, that were still standing. There was a fence around the buildings, but we were going to walk around to see if we could see anything. I mean, that building housed so many mentally unstable inmates, and a number of them had died in those fires over the years. That type of energy... And those type of spirits don't just disappear. We just had to avoid the security guards that patrolled the area as it got close to dark. So my friends and I parked a ways away and started walking across the field toward the clock tower. I happened to look up and I saw an old man. 
just standing at the top of the tower, looking down at us. While two of my friends walked on ahead, my other friend and I slowed down. We stared up at him, and he just kept on staring down at us. I knew, of course, he absolutely had to be a ghost. We started walking around the corner of the building, and we were heading toward a part of the fence that I knew we could sneak under in order to get a closer look. I looked back up at the clock tower, but couldn't see the old man any longer. He had disappeared. I turned to look for the two friends who had walked on ahead, and the old man popped up right next to me. He reached out and put his hands on my friend's face, turning it toward the building and the security guard who was just coming around the corner. We felt sort of a weird, tingly feelings in our arms, and then we ran. Like, we really ran. We got to the car, and we headed out of there. It wasn't until we got to a safe place and started talking that we saw them. Scratches. And not just little scratches, either. These were the kind with raised skin and welled-up blood. I could see the scratches all over my friend's arm, deep and all over the place. And then I saw what had happened to me. I had one long, deep scratch that started at my shoulder and spiraled all the way down to my wrist. It didn't really hurt, though I was definitely going to have a scar from this. Here's the thing, though. An hour later... All of the scratches were just gone. No marks. Nothing. Gah! That is definitely high up on the creeptastic scale and the slightly terrifying scale. I can remember being on the phone with Anthony and after he told me this, I had goosebumps all over the place. And to be honest, I have a few right now just in reading it back to you it's sometimes those ghost stories definitely are terrifying now we're not really investigators here at haunted Worcester, though i did get one of those digital voice recorder thingies for mother's day and i am dying to try it out and i may have had john drive us around the clock tower up at the old Worcester state hospital a few times you know just to see what we could see we're really collectors, and I know I keep using that word, but it's the most accurate way to describe this part of the Haunted Worcester Project. We're collecting people's stories, and we're putting them on our website for folks to enjoy. What are the other parts of the Haunted Worcester Project? Good question. Well, this podcast is another part of that. We'll be sharing more stories here in addition to interviewing some really interesting folks who sometimes walk on the darker and eerier side of life. We're also putting the finishing touches on some haunted tours, and we're really excited about those. Then we are so going to shake things up at the end of summer and into the fall with some events, story contests, and other spooky-inspired nonsense. Oh, and speaking of spooky nonsense, we just announced our very first live event. 
a haunted Worcester ghost story reading an open mic. This is your chance to come listen to some of the stories we've been hanging on to for special occasions. We've also got some local folks who have reached out to us to say they are definitely coming to the event and they've got some terrifying tales that they're sharing that night. And then the mic is yours or anybody's. Stories, anecdotes, legends, lore, we want to hear all of it. So this event is taking place on June 2nd from 6 p.m. to about 7.30 p.m. We'll announce that location soon. Now, how can you keep track of what we're up to and find out where the June 2nd event is going to be? Well, you can follow us on Facebook, the Haunted Worcester page. You can also find us on Instagram at Haunted Worcester also on Twitter, and here on the podcast. We just recently put it up on iTunes, so now it's super easy to listen and share. You can also check us out on the website. We're at hauntedwister.com, and you'll be able to find our podcast stories and some other goodies that we have uh, sort of in the works for you. You can also email us at info at hauntedwister.com if you can't find the information that you're looking for. If you have a story that you'd like to add to this Haunted Worcester collection, we would seriously love to hear it and share it. If you know of someone who would make a great guest on the podcast, reach out and let us know. We love meeting new folks. So, yes, that's that's it. That's us, Haunted Worcester. We are so looking forward to meeting you. Hopefully soon is it all right on the radio tonight i was just sh- sh- shaking and you think i'm all right driving down to the shore on a whim just to make things right shut out the lights kid shut out the lights shut out the lights kid shut out the lights